Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with the leader of the Kansas City Jazz Outfit known as the Matt Cook Collective, Joel Gordon. Over the course of our interview, we discussed how this very cool group comes together several times a year during their breaks from colleges across the country to play their blend of jazz and to educate students. They are an evolved incarnation of what happens with talent, youth, and a pure desire to come out for the good of jazz. They have a host of winter 2015 shows in KC, and they talk to Neon Jazz about those shows, their history as a band, and what the future may hold. These are some cool cats. Please dig this interview, my friends. Hey, thanks for taking a little time out. I'm looking forward to talking with you and getting the word out about what you guys are doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and start off here. I know there's a lot of things that are going on. you got, you know, dates coming up here at the Uptown Arts Bar, Record Bar, Homer's Coffee. you got a GoFundMe page. But I want to very simply ask you kind of as an overview, what's been going on with all of you guys lately? Cool. So the Matka Collective is guys who... Um, as it started, are all from kind of the Northland, Kansas City area, um, and just started playing some gigs and taking some jobs, and we're all kind of friends or met through high school. Um, and over the past couple of years, um, you know, everybody's gone to college and everything, so the guitar player goes to Miami, and other guys are different places and everything, so we really only get together over summers and then winter time when everybody's home for a few weeks, and then we kind of go our separate ways again, so... Everybody spends, you know, the whole semester writing all this new music, and we get together and have a rehearsal and read it all down, and then it's good to go. Let's take it and play it someplace, you know. Um, but uh, we are we are really into sharing our music with other people just in different capacities. Um, we really like playing out places and um, different venues and stuff, but we also are way into um, sharing music uh, with younger music students. And so we are jazz stewards. We are uh, jazz ambassadors if you will, um, and uh, a couple of years ago started trying to really get into the schools, uh, the local schools in Kansas City, and now with our trip up in Iowa as well, um, and really just uh, taking, you know, what we've learned and what's been impressed upon us and, and sharing it with kids, um, be them really interested in jazz or some they are just kind of getting into jazz. Um, we're really trying to take jazz to, to make it more accessible um, and to make it more relevant, um, and to make it really more exciting. Um, it's something that students, you know, say, hey, I can do that, or hey, that's pretty cool, how how do you do that? Um, and uh, really sharing what has been um, shared with us. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. So you're, you're just sending that proverbial jazz torch around. And, um, you know, I love the name collective. It's kind of like like the Matt Cook organization, when you do collective, you're like all encompassing. You're doing education, you're playing, you're doing it. So it's it's a great name, and um, yeah. So let me get an idea. You made it very clear what you guys are doing and what's going on, but specifically the GoFundMe campaign is that just for your tour? Yeah, it's for the tour. Um, that allots us um, the money to travel. So we're starting in Kansas City and then kind of working our way up north to Des Moines and Iowa City, and then we'll end up um, back in Kirksville, where I live, uh, where Truman State is, um, and play a gig that night too. So that helps um, fund the gas to get to all these gigs as well as the schools. Um, all these we're doing, I think we have nine, eight booked, and we're working on two more um, school clinics so that helps, you know, just fund those and traveling from all these different schools um, and just, you know, making it accessible for us to be um, there and play. 
Right on. You know, the whole Miles Davis playbook was to take jazz and kind of evolve it into things like fusion and, um, you know, R&B and even hip-hop. And it sounds like that's what you guys have a passion for is you're, you have a reverence for the jazz, but you're also going towards the fusion and hip-hop and evolved jazz set. Is that kind of what you guys are going for? Yeah, sure. I mean, we... We do your, um, you know, private standards gigs all the time, you know, on the weekends, and we play stuff that's, you know, almost 100 years old. And as well, you know, we take stuff that has um, never even thought about being jazz and kind of give it um, an improvisational feel or a swing feel, as well as, you know, write our own music that um, is kind of in the jazz blend, as well as, you know, uh, borrow music, if you will, from from other people who are musicians that we like. Um, so it's really coming from all over. Nothing that we play is um, really the same, um, which is what makes it exciting to play a set that has um, something that is from thousands of miles away, something that was written by somebody in the band, and then something that I listened to on a record last week, you know, and it's all in the same place, um, which is what makes it really fun. Yeah, absolutely. So... Speaking of gigs, over this coming holiday season, you're going to have some choice gigs around KC. Um, the 16th, you're going to be at the Uptown Arts Bar. The 17th, the Record Bar, which should be, you know, that's that's a well-established joint. And then on the 19th, you'll be at Homer's Coffee. Talk to me a little bit about how this came around. I know you guys are kind of doing this on break, but how did all these shows kind of click together for you? Sure. So, um I go to school up at Truman, and my good friend Nate um, is from the Des Moines area. And the Macro Collective started a couple, three years ago, but I was talking to Nate, and I was like, hey, man, we should do this deal where we get um, some of your guys from Iowa, and we take this band that I have, and um, we really kind of do the road thing. And so um, Nate went to high school with a guy, Derek, um, who's at North Texas now, a trombone player. And so the two of them are joining us. Um, from Des Moines to make this kind of super sextet, if you will. Um, and so we're looking to stay a few days in Kansas City, and we'll be up in St. Joe for a place um, as well that Friday night. And then we'll travel up, play a gig in Des Moines, play a gig in Iowa City, and then come back down and play a gig in Kirksville as well the next week. And so it's really just um, kind of touching base, you know, with where we're all from, we're all playing at our own high school, middle school, as you know, and get to go back and see old teachers and old mentors, as well as, you know, just kind of say, hey, you know, I was, uh, to the students, I was in your place, you know, five, ten years ago, and uh, this is where music has taken me, um, and just to be able to share that with, with students. Right on. You know, the one thing that's really big with a collective band like yours is that there has to be very defined musical influences specifically in jazz, what would you say the band, you guys get together, what albums, what musicians floor you and make you kind of emulate their sound, so to speak? Sure. Well, um, when Matt and I started the band, um, one of the big reasons that um, I really like to work with Matt is he has very different tastes um, than me. And it's, you know, um, just kind of what we're naturally drawn to. He grew up listening to a lot of hip-hop and more um, kind of straightforward music, and I grew up listening to a lot of rock and roll, you know, and then once we started getting the jazz in middle school and high school, um, we're really looking for, for avenues that we could, you know, still play and listen to what we were accustomed to as well as incorporating the jazz feel. And so, you know, Matt brings in a lot of, like I said, the hip-hop and kind of contemporary stuff, whereas I bring in more of the, you know, rock and roll kind of alternative music and then... Um, 
Mac Lincoln Beard, our guitar player, you know, plays in country bands and everything in between, and so brings in that flair as well as the bass player Nick plays in different folk groups and things like that. And so it's really um, it's hard to put your thumb on you know what what our sound is like or what the Mac Cook Collective um, sound is um, described as. Um, so so really, it's yeah, like you said, the collective idea that that all is. Um, fair game and we're really pushing the limits of you know what can this instrumentation do with music that you know is jazz or maybe not you know maybe something completely different absolutely you know the interesting thing about kansas city is that as with i think a lot of music towns things ebb and flow and we're definitely going through kind of a renaissance with the, with the jazz scene you know bobby watson's brought in a lot of talent there's a lot of really fresh talent that's out there and every night this town is hopping. So you're a part of that playing out there. What do you like best about the Kansas City jazz scene? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the the main thing that is great in Kansas City is just the appreciation of the roots of the culture and really um, historically what Kansas City has been. And um, people that play jazz in Kansas City are, are not ashamed of that and are very proud of what jazz culture and, and blues culture even have been um, in the city. And um, the great thing about today is that, you know, people are really excited about that as well as excited about, you know, bringing in new things. And I think it's, like you said, a really unique time in which we're getting, you know, a lot of the old with the new. Um, and it's it's not a clash as much as it is really um, a concoction, kind of this new um, really living kind of organism that is that is evolving and it's exciting. You know, every few months we kind of have a new thing or we have this new band or we have this new place. And it's always changing, but it's still the same appreciation and still kind of the same motives of um, of sharing this music with people. And, you know, the beauty of the, the history-rich jazz environment that we have here in Kansas City, obviously 18 and Vine, Paris, the Plains, we were probably the precursor to a lot of things before it exploded on 42nd Street, New York. When you think about the heyday of 18 and Vine and what was going on, the birth of Parker, swing, everything, what intrigues you the most about the history and the beginnings of jazz in Kansas City? Sure. Well, you know, back in the day, the Charlie Parker bebop era, um, you know, bebop was really just kind of for the players at first. You know, nobody could dance to it. Nobody could keep up with it. A lot of guys couldn't cut it. And it was it was so on the cusp of just, um, you know, being banned that all these people were so upset, you know, this isn't swinging, this isn't music, this is something totally different. And um, I, I think that we still have that taste in our music where people say, hey, that's that's not really what the, the swing that we're used to or that's not really the feel that we're used to or the sound that we're used to. Um, but it's really something that, that is special to us. And I think we're starting to cross into where people are starting to understand, okay, this is cool, you know, this is hip, this is something that... Um, kind of artistically new and it's a new flavor and a new taste. And I think particularly in Kansas city, um, there are a lot of players and a lot of places that are starting to appreciate that music and starting to say, Hey, this isn't what we're used to, or this isn't exactly like we've done it. Um, but let's, uh, let's jump in and let's see if we can't make it work. Yeah. You know, the, the thing that I, that was immediate from your description of the Matt Cook collective up front is that you guys are a testament to a very good long distance relationship that works. And you go around, you're, you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with adults and clubs. 
tell me a good story that you guys ran into. Maybe an anecdote kid came up to you or something. Do you have a good, good, funny story that you guys have relived and talked about with the band? Um, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's one that we like to tell. Um, there's a cool um, Matt Wilson arrangement of a Beyonce Knowles tune that we like to play that was like, you know, this I was a girl tune, if I was a girl um that was big when I was in high school. And so we show up at school and we're like, okay, yeah, this is this cool pop tune that we've done the transcription and the arrangement. And uh, so we play the thing down and we're like, okay, yeah, like 10 points to whoever can uh, name this too, that nobody raises their hand and somebody like rattles something off. It wasn't even close. Um, and so we still kind of laugh, you know, at the awkwardness of uh, just how much music has changed, you know, since we were all in public school and uh, five, 10 years later. Um, but um, it, it's just so cool that, you know, we can make things accessible to kids who never would have heard of Beyonce, who's a pop, you know, sensation. Um, but, you know, it's still still relevant in our lives and has, you know, kind of a special place in our portfolio. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what does the future hold for you guys? When you graduate from school, you move on into – a more of a full-time mode. What are you guys seeing as your collective? What What do you guys want to do? Yeah, I mean, the capacity of the band, you know, um, really from here on out, whatever can happen. And we, we keep playing with different people and it brings a different feel to the band and playing at different places, which brings kind of different ideas to the band. And um, we're really just kind of looking forward to continue making music and continue, um, you know, experimenting with the limits of, of what jazz and improvisation um, are and what we can bring to the table. So, you know, uh, we would love to record a record. We would love to take music to more places. We would love to keep writing music. Um, but really, you know, it, we're just open to where the music takes us. Um, and we're excited about, you know, the opportunities uh, that may come. So a more hyper-specific breakdown of that answer would be, is there an album on the horizon that would be worthy of us talking about that maybe people can get their hands on at some point? Um, you know, it would probably be about a year or so before we we, we actually get in the studio and kind of hash things out. Um, but, uh, yeah, we would love to record an album someday. Are you contemplating Kickstarter? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, this is, this is kind of the tour that it's like, you know, what, what's the next step, you know, like how far can we push it? Um, and what are we really made of? You know, is it, is it, um, is this something that we really want to, um, take to the next level, you know? Yeah, right on. So I have several more questions for you and I, I've been asking generic to kind of encompass the collective, but since we're talking, we've kind of gotten nostalgic about bands and jazz history in Kansas City. If you could go back in time and see a gig anywhere, the Immaculate DeLorean on the curb, and you could punch the coordinates and go there and see it, where would you go and who would you see? Oh, sure. Um, totally dig the, like, Benny Moten band, which would be the precursor to the Count Basie band. You know, this is back probably close to 100 years ago, the Moton Swing, um, and just all the super laid-back, you know, Kansas City, even like pre-Freddie Green um, rhythm section um, sound. Um, and I think um, that's something that we really bring in our band is just like the swinging aspect um, that Kansas City has, whether we're playing straight ahead or whether we're playing something with a Latin field, you know, it's still 
it's still swinging, it's still grooving, and it still really has that flavor, um, you know, that musicians have been doing for a long time. Absolutely. So final question here, you know, a lot of people have a perception of who you all are as an organism, whether it's people that are going to come see you at the record bar on the 17th and you get off stage and they formulated who you who you guys are. Your family has a perception of who you guys are, these kids that visit you. But you tell me, who do you think the Matt Cook Collective is? Who is the Matt Cook Collective? <laughs> I guess easier said than done kind of question, right? Well, um, it, and it's almost one of those things where it's kind of nice to say, let's needle this down to a Twitter answer. <laughs> so you really get to yeah. maximize the words and define who you guys are. Um, yeah, the Matt Cook Collective um, is an organization of people that um, really kind of thrive off each other. Um, and, you know, just appreciate the differences and the uniqueness um, of everybody else in the group. Um, and, um, you know, just just try to learn as much and soak in as much um, from each other as we can. Sweet. That's perfect. Hey, Joel, thanks again, and good luck with everything. Yeah, well, Joe, thank you very much, and I really appreciate you uh, doing what you do. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Joel for his contribution to the thriving Kansas City jazz scene and the entire band of the Matt Cook Collective. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store or visit theneonjazz.blogspot.com for all things Neon Jazz. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. Neon Jazz.